who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. If you are a new listener, welcome. I'm so glad to have you. Uh, basically, the show is about awkward sex. We have New York comedians, New Yorkers come in, my friends come in, and we talk about awkward sex stories and like life, whatever comes out of that. And today we have one of my favorite comedians in New York City who's about to move to LA. I'm very sad about this, but it's a good thing for her. It's Gina Bloom, who also is going to have a podcast premiere here on March 21st. And by here, I mean more banana podcast. Um, Sweet, a lady's guide to bro culture. It's going to be fucking hilarious. And the trailer's already out if you want to subscribe and be in on the ground floor. In this episode, we talk about Gina's first sexual experience, blowjobs, men mansplaining blowjobs, and guess what? They are always wrong. Um, Time travel. This is a great episode. You're going to have a really fun time listening. Even being pretty good at it, you still get a lot of like, no, you're not doing it right. You still get mansplained blowjobs by straight guys. I... With whatever is yeah. down there, some dudes are like, I will not lick a clit. I will not do yeah, this. Yeah. I will not. I, and it's like, I'm sorry, your balls smell like cheese. I know. And their straight men dick smells so fucking weird. <laughs> like I was like I was like mentally masturbating in my sleep. But other than that, like I didn't I didn't know I didn't even do it. That takes more power That takes so much work to do that. I've told so many stories about like hooking up threesomes and so much stuff about New York, but I haven't talked too much about Florida and my past awkward sex adventures as a closeted um, person. Yeah. So that's probably it's probably a lot going on. Yeah, there. there's a lot. There's a lot of awkwardness. It's a very <laughs> awkward time in my life. I think the best thing about like Florida's sex stories too, because I've heard a few, is that it's never um, good. It's like, never good. Like, sex and I don't in Florida mean- is generally 
awful. Yes. Like Bobby was like, I, there was a point where I was like, am I going to get murdered? And I was like, I, you know what? I don't know. I mean, obviously you didn't, but the story for a second, it looked like you might. Yeah. Um. So do you have a, a like one Florida story that like pops out that like you're just like, you will never forget. Like when you think about it, you're like, mm, okay. Here's the thing. Um, when I was when I was a kid, I was I knew that there I knew that I was something. I, I knew that I was probably transgender. I didn't even know that was the right word for it back then. But I knew that I was something and I was very uncomfortable with, with sex yeah. with anyone. Uh I had attractions to all kinds of people, men, women, whatever, but like um I didn't act on them because I was too like weird in my body to like even really like want to um but i so i went through all of like high school without having proper sex i did some making out and things like that but nothing nothing like sex sex and um i ended up becoming a freshman in college and i found this guy uh on the internet that was like if you're trans, if you think you're trans, you can come over to my place and explore sexually if you want it, if you want to, and he'll make it a safe space. Okay. Um, that was the story anyway. And this is not, this is not, this is not a sad story. It's just a gross story. No, no. I mean, the grosser, the better. Yeah. Was yeah. it like an open call? Like he put it on the bulletin board? Yeah, like- pretty much. It was kind of that sort of thing. It was like, it was, you know, it was like IRC and like a combination of a couple of like, you know, 90s um, internet stuff. Okay. Um, Like late 90s internet stuff. I'm trying not to like make myself sound too old, but. um, Don't worry. I'm I'm old I'm, too. I'm very ancient. So this was this was before Tinder, before before even smartphones. So we had to find we had to find our sex hookups the hard way. We had to like go on go in chat rooms. I I basically didn't have any sort of sex whatsoever, and I didn't even masturbate. That's that's the important thing. Really, I didn't even masturbate because I was so weird about sex that I thought that I thought that it was um I don't know desperate or or dumb or something like that. I looked down upon it and because I was so repressed I didn't talk about sex with my friends and like so like I didn't realize that they were all just jerking it like Less 25 right. hours a day. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't masturbate. I didn't do any of the any of the normal sex things. And I found this guy on like a chat room and he's like, "Oh, you know, you, you can if you think you're trans, you can come over and it'll be a safe space and if you want to have sex, you can have it or if you just want to like explore your femininity in a, in like a safe environment. He was like a tranny chaser, but like a, a benevolent one. And like, yeah, so no I, like ill harm. Yeah. Yeah. And like I was, and even then I was pretty, pretty conservative about who I talked to. And I, like I gave it a lot of time. Um, and like, you know, tranny chasers, it's, it's even kind of like a, it even sounds pejorative. It's like a double pejorative. Mm-hmm. Um, this trans amorous. He just, he, he was a sexually attracted to trans women and he was maybe a little bit of like, Maybe a little bit of a chicken hawk because I was 18 years old, but like, um, how old was he? Do you know? I'm probably like 32 or something like that. He okay. was married, had a wife that um, didn't know anything about this. That that all pays off uh, in a little bit. But um, so anyway, I I go to his place and like and like I I get made up and he helps me a little bit and I probably don't look hot. I probably don't, but I have my I have my best wig and i remember i was wearing um a bodysuit with the little snappies 
mm-hmm. on the crotch. You gotta get the snaps. You gotta get little snappies. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing like this, like this denim um, overall dress thing. Very, very retro fashion forward. Like it wasn't trendy at the time, but it would it would have been a hot look today. I was gonna say it would be very in style right now. Yeah, yeah. I was like ten years out of date then, but like somehow twenty years ahead of time <laughs> still. <laughs> so that's 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 where I am in life generally. I'm usually <laughs> both behind and ahead of the times at the same time. But um, so we, so I did that, and we talked, and like I just sort of like very shy and like just. But like I felt it felt right. It felt right to have to be like just watching TV and like just hanging out with this guy. And so he's like, so are you comfortable with with doing anything sexual? I don't think he said it quite that democratically. But yeah. um, I was like, yeah, I think so. I think I'd like to try. So like so I blew him and like my first blow job ever was basically mediocre as one would expect. Don't worry. My first blowjob was I was 23 in New York City. And I was like, you know what? It's time to get over this. Yeah, yeah. Catch up that I have or whatever. (laughs) Um, And it was definitely mediocre. Yeah, it was mediocre. He tasted funky. Oh, no. And like he um, he was critical and he like and he he was grabby. And and then he just sort of like pulled out and then just you know, finish himself off without really like unceremoniously. Um, when you say critical, was he like trying, like, he was like just telling me what to do and like, do you not doing it right? Just like being like, that's awful. Like, know. no, that's not how you, I know so many I things, know. but so many things. He's just being a dude. Yeah. Dude um, being dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the, I mean, I, I'm pretty good at it, but it's not the, even being pretty good at it. You still get a lot of like, no, you're not doing it right. You still get mansplained blowjobs by straight guys. I, weirdly but <sighs> so, straight guys all right so he, so i blow him it does, it's it's mediocre but i thought because it was mediocre the first time that i was like oh i don't like sucking dick oh cool i don't have to do this anymore so like so like i was i was like oh, i just i got it out of the way nice wonderful and he's like so do you want anything after okay. that and i was like i could i could come that would be nice i could come <laughs> so he we we did a little making out he goes down on me and uh, then he jerks me off. And mind you, mind you, I had not come by anyone's hand, mouth at all. Like ever. Ever. This is my first sexual experience with another human being. Ever. And all I had, it, not only was it just not the first time that I'd been with another person, the first time that, that I had actually come out consciously. Because I never jerked off, I never, I never masturbated either. I just, and it was, a, it was, a, it was a low, it was a low ceiling and a, and a high bed. Oh my god! <laughs> and I think I know, and I think you know where I'm going with this. I'm not sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this pan my, out. My jizz was so powerful that some of it hit the ceiling. <laughs> it was so strong. It was backed up for so many years <laughs> that you could see a little like, little like jizz spluts, like. Up by the ceiling, like it traveled. Like people, are like no way, that didn't, that could not have happened. But like it was, yes, I hadn't ever come in oh. my life. But like it was, it was like it was also like architecturally the the best spot for that. It was like it was like a, it was like maybe a three foot high bed and like a, you know like a whatever like an eight foot ceiling. So like I had like the the perfect 
the numbers were on your side. The numbers were on my side. <laughs> yes. If you ever want it, if you ever want just to hit the ceiling, this is the place to do it. This is how you do it. You don't touch yes. yourself for 18 years. Yes. And you have, you have to high bed and a low ceiling to pull it off. And then, uh, and then you just let it rip. Oh my God. Do you ever wonder like what would have happened if you let, if he was like, come in my mouth? Like if you had uh, let probably, that. I probably would have like, you would have like, I probably would have knocked him across the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would have like killed him. I would have killed like, that guy. Yeah. In the back of his skull. Yeah. I would have, I, he probably, he, he probably would be dead. Yes. But he would have never forgotten you. He would, I don't think he would. Well, what happened was, is that I, I actually, and I got dressed, but I, I left the little bodysuit behind. <gasps> and then his wife came home. This is what he told me afterwards. His wife came home and found it. Oh my God! And kicked him out of the house. So, my very first sexual experience, I was also a homewrecker. Oh my God! You just like you checked all the boxes. You're I like, just you know checked what? The boxes. It's time to make up for like lost time. Yeah, yeah. So I broke up a marriage. I I I just up the I just up the ceiling. Um. Did you ever like see him again after that, or were you like, I am good, thank you? So like maybe six months afterwards, he came, he he found me. He emailed me, I believe, and asked if I wanted to get together. And he was, and all of a sudden, he it's like he degraded. He became like he was single. Apparently, apparently, I truly broke up their relationship. He was single. He was in like a smaller apartment, and like he was just skeezier. Now I imagine he was probably skeezy the whole time, and I was just like not not getting it mm -hmm. but like and i had gone you know i it was difficult because I, I would go back and forth a lot back then about my identity and like what i was comfortable with so like um but he like emailed me and he like wanted to get back together but like he was dark now he was like he was like dark dude and he wasn't as like supportive and he was like He's the kind of guy that I'd probably hook up with in a heartbeat now, but like, <laughs> but like he was a little too much for me back then. Well, especially at, at that age, too, being that young and then yeah. being that older, there is also like, if you were to, there would be like this very weird power dynamic. And when someone is that um, inexperienced, too, that yeah. can be yeah. a really bad situation. Absolutely. So it sounds like you had like the right gut instinct to be like, mm, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm mad that he like put that on you because obviously like you weren't the one that broke up the marriage because he's been doing this. He's been yeah he's been fucking around like I obviously that marriage was in no condition yeah to like support it and like he had and like I had I had seen this guy around online for like a good few months and I know that he had been putting those those like requests out there so I'm sure I'm sure I wasn't the first. I so badly want to know his aim name, but I feel like oh that's like God. outing him. I, if I could remember it, I would say it was probably something like, like Fisherman 345 or probably something <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and it's not like I didn't like have like, you know, like wet dreams or anything. So like I knew that everything worked, but it was nothing I did was on purpose. Um, I did develop this this uh, this amazing ability right, right around the age of like sixteen to like force a wet dream. It was I was so good at it that I could like <laughs> because I listened to that I listened to that song "Silent Lucidity" by Queensrÿche, which is about lucid dreaming. And it like and like in like that little redneck community, like there was like some. I remember there's some girl that like 
did a presentation on it in creative writing class. She's like, you got to listen to the song. It's so deep. And sure, uh, sure. <laughs> I don't even know if people even remember this thing, but it was this. It was like some shitty heavy metal song from like the early 90s. And she was just randomly into it. And it was about lucid dreaming. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. I could, I should do that. So I taught myself to lucidly dream wet dreams. So like I was it's like I was like mentally masturbating in my sleep. But other than that, like I didn't I didn't know I didn't even do it. I mean, that's so funny, too, because it's like that takes more power. That takes so much work to do that. To do that rather than just actually masturbate IRL but yeah. you are in a way still masturbating IRL like yeah. in like another dimension it like another it's like the Russian doll like you're just like pulling right. it apart and it's like and that's like, I didn't even realize I was doing this but I was basically doing like self-hypnosis I was like I would like lay on my back and I would like and I would like just sort of like put my body to sleep like one part at a time and then I would just sort of like do some like visualizations of what like whatever sexual adventure I wanted to have oh and uh that sounds so hot honestly it, like, that sounds so cool i i have lost the ability to do it Damn. somewhere along the line i lost the ability to do it, it was actually a really i felt like an i felt like an x-man i felt like i was <laughs> i felt like i had a secret power and like i lost the ability oh. after i started having real sex I was like i don't i don't need this like weird lucid sex dream ability anymore yeah i guess your brain was like well now that we've gotten over this like yes now that we've gotten hurdle, over ourselves i can let go of this ability I can let go of my 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 uh my mutant powers but no one we don't really talk about it no we don't and i don't know why like they're fun they are fun they're, it's cool. it was so much fun that i actually i taught myself how to do it as a teenager and like <laughs> i'm so I'm, I'm i haven't talked about this out loud in so long i'm I'm like I'm re I'm reliving the memories as I talk, and I'm like, wow, that was a really special ability that I somehow gave up. Like I was, but it's like, yeah, I had I had a pretty cool talent as a kid. Didn't help anybody but myself, but like it was pretty it was pretty neat for a little while. I wish I could have seen you do that on America's Got Talent or something. I, <laughs> just watch me sleep, and then all of a sudden, jizz. Like yeah, just <laughs> and then like. And someone like it's like connected to your brain, and we can watch it on the screen. Like this yeah. is like, this is the dream that you're having. I I actually auditioned for for America's Got Talent, and I did not get it for stand up. But I think, I think for lucid jizzing, I <laughs> lucid dream jizzing, <laughs> I would have gotten it. So I I think I'll I think I'll re audition um with that instead. I, yeah. So how long <laughs> were you in Florida? Uh, I lived in Florida most of my life. I, I moved there when I was 14 um, from Indiana and did not have any sex in Indiana. So all of my sexual like explorations were done in Florida. I lived there until I graduated college uh, at age 24 because of, I was very uninspired to get through school in Florida. So it took me an extra year and a half. <laughs> and um, then I moved back here and there throughout uh, various failed attempts at, at being a screenwriter in L.A. So I have a lot of Florida. Most of my life, most of my adult life has been in Florida, I'm embarrassed to say. Do you think you'd ever go back to Florida? Not to live. Not to live. Now that I have, like, marketable skills, I will not go back to Florida to live. But I do want to go back to do stand-up and to do comedy. Um I have plans actually to go and like tour like my old stomping grounds, uh, the Tampa, Florida area. There's, okay. I don't want to say great clubs out there, but 
actually, I should say great clubs, so they'll book me. There's wonderful <laughs> clubs out there in Tampa, and um, and there's some venues in my in my little hometown. Not that little; it's like eighty thousand people. But my my suburban hometown of Lakeland, there's a couple of bars that, and I think the Sheraton Hotel will maybe host a monthly comedy show, and I am dying to go there. Ooh. So I will I will do that as, as soon as I possibly can. So basically then your first like sexual experiences were in Florida. My first sexual experiences were in Florida. Yes. I'm very sorry to say. <laughs> this is not the place for a sexual awakening. But, you know, there's a lot of people in Florida. There's like, I don't know, like 30 million. So I guess... I guess I'm in good company. Yeah. I guess my main question is, what makes Florida so Florida? Like, why is Florida, like, our our embarrassing cousin yeah. like, of America? Well, I think that, well, obviously, there's, there's two Floridas. Um, there's the south part of Florida, and then there's the rest of Florida. There's, there's, like, the Cuban sort of, like, cool part of Florida, and then there's the part of Florida that is just like the rest of the South, except worse. Except worse. <laughs> except worse. And I'm from that part of the, I'm from that part of the state, and I'm from the worst part of that part of the state, the central, the deep red central band, uh, the Trumpiest part of Florida, the, the sort of inland uh, Tampa Bay adjacent central Florida, the swamps, the meth labs, all of that. Um, speaking of meth labs, fun fact about my college, JMU in Virginia, Harrisonburg, Virginia, at that point had the most most meth labs in Virginia, like that little college town. So wonderful, yeah, right. It's like that's just put that on the brochure, right? Just right, right yeah, there. Right yeah, there. when I went to like my uh, job, which was like a, a magazine, I like passed like multiple meth labs on the way. It was like this is a little creepy. I lived for a short period in northern Georgia, another um, place. I'm not. Not too super excited to get back to, but um, <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm a classist. There's a lot of good people in these places. I'm, I'm sorry, Northern Georgia and all 15 of you that live there, but um, <laughs> it's not a happy place for me. But like, I want to say maybe the neighborhood over a meth lab exploded. Jesus Christ! And I used to walk the dogs by it, and it was like, yep, I am living in Northern Georgia. I'm walking my dogs in front of an exploded meth lab. Yeah. When would be the first time that you're like, oh, this is really great when it came to blowjobs? Or are you still like, I don't I don't want to do blowjobs. It's not my thing. And again, if that's too personal of a question, like. No, not worry. at all. Um, I love them when the guy doesn't suck. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's. You know, blowjobs are just sort of like an expected like atmospheric thing. And like I, I am trans, but I, I have not had surgery uh, down there, so you know, technically, uh, doing it to me is still a blowjob. So I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, I enjoy the whole spectrum of it. But, um, but I expect reciprocity. You know, like if I'm, if I'm blowing a dude, I expect to the feel same. good too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just like any. Any lady, whatever whatever they're packing down there, would expect the same. Yeah. So and dudes have a hang-up on that. Dudes have a hang-up on that. With whatever is yeah. down there. Some dudes are like, I will not lick a clit. I will not do yeah, this. Yeah. I will not. I, and it's like, I'm sorry. Your balls smell <laughs> like cheese. I know. And their straight men dick smells so fucking weird. It's so bad. And like, there needs to be a class on like how to wash your junk because it's ridiculous. And like... Th- 
getting oral is one of those things that I thought I was getting like the shit end of the stick because I was trans and it just turned out I was just getting the shit end of the stick because I was just any kind of woman. Like mm-hmm. like women just get the shit end of the stick no matter what kind of woman they are. Mm-hmm. And getting oral is is one of it. Like I was like, oh, they don't want to blow me because I have because I have a dick. Like, no, they don't want to blow me because they don't want to blow anybody, whatever they have. I think it's a power thing. I think it's, yeah. it, it's the idea of being on their knees and yeah. all of a sudden they are subservient are like lesser than that it's a mental hang up for some men yes some men are yeah. great at it some, some men, men are, just are, like, are all about it yeah. i want to pleasure you in any way that you want blah 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 give me direction but some dudes it is just such this weird hang up that it's like dude get the fuck over it because you're gonna go extinct because uh women now know how to have orgasms and if you can't yeah. give it you're done like there's goodbye. no need for you we can already make children without you yeah and now Anyone can come anytime. Like I could, I wish I could, wish I knew how to do the, the lucid dream. Maybe I'll re-explore it so I could teach a class on like how to. If you do keep me updated. make yourself come in your sleep. I will take that class. Like keep me updated for real. I want to know. Well, cause I've always wanted to lucid dream and I've never have. Cause I think it took me too much work and I was yeah. like, and I'm asleep. So. <laughs> so if I remember the process, it was like, like I said, it was a little bit of like self-hypnosis. Like I would, I would like teach myself to like put my body to sleep one part of the time and then when I felt like that feeling of weightlessness I would pre-game the dream I would like start a ma- I would like do like some like <laughs> visualizations about what I wanted to happen and then eventually I would know that when I was in the dream state was when I would f- when I wouldn't feel my body anymore like I would feel I would feel completely like weightless That's and then really I was like cool. okay now I know I'm dreaming and now I can now I can start fucking. And when you lose a dream, can you also just like wake yourself up so you're like and you're done? Or it, is it just Yeah, like- kinda sort of. Like it was so like what I would do, like sometimes the dreams would go wrong and like they turn into like nightmares type stuff and I just tell myself it's a dream, and then I would pop out of it. Mm-hmm. Um I, I still have that ability that that ability didn't leave me. Like I can still like once I know I'm I'm dreaming, then I can be like, oh, I'm dreaming, and then I'll then I'll wake up. In college, I went through like this like the stoner philosopher phase. Basically, we all had it. We Don't all worry. Did. So like I had I still had the ability then. I didn't tell anyone about it, but I had like this whole thing about, hey, bro, do you know that dreams are like time control or like time travel because because you don't know you're dreaming until you're awake, <laughs> but check it. If you're dreaming, you haven't woken up yet. So you're basically, if you're experiencing a dream, you're predicting the future. Oh my God. <laughs> so. And that is something I think I've heard multiple men say. Yeah. About, cause that's a, I, I've noticed that trope with men, um, time travel. Yeah. Time travel is a big thing with dudes. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why. Uh, yeah. I'm very like time is one. I don't believe in it. Like but, I, but I also like, why, why do you care? Like out of all the things, you can learn how to properly yeah. wash your balls, but you want to possibly think about the fact that we could jump into time or back in time. I, I don't think, know. I think I outgrew the idea, like the romantic idea of time time travel when I saw uh, Napoleon Dynamite for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> and like all the all the sad men wanted to invent a time machine. If you remember that subplot, like the football, the football like uncle wanted yeah. to invent a time machine so he could. Re- so he could relive his football glories. It was very, very sad. Yeah, it was very, very sad. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm already on it, bro." Like, like the other, like the other dude wanted to also invent a time machine. Then, like, 
they were already working on. I was like, all right, this is obviously not a good look, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> this is not, a, not good a good look. Oh, this one dude that I was like hooking up with in college, who I don't want to say that he was dumb, but like he was dumb. He was dumb. That's fine. Dumb, is, dumb can be hot. Like I've hooked up with a lot of dumb dudes. He was so hot too. And I remember we were like at work and he was trying, he had just seen a documentary on time travel and we had like just started hooking up. So he was very much trying to like impress me. And I also had like adult bracelets at this time too. So it was like, you don't really have to impress me because yeah, I'm trying to hide everything that's happening right now in right. like my face. But he got so confused by trying to explain what he just saw on TV that I was like... <laughs> I was like, I will never be for time travel. He was like, yeah, because if time travel existed, when you shoot the gun, the bullet wouldn't be there. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I have nothing to say to that. Great. Are, are we going to do this or what? It's like, oh, I let you inside at me. Great, 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 great. Okay. Thank God you're hot. Um, yeah, that's the moment I was like, I'm done with time travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that. So basically, my, my my ability to like orgasm in my sleep turned me into a, a stoner time travel philosopher. That's how <laughs> life. That's how life works. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes good stuff curdles into bad, and then sometimes it turns into cheese. And sometimes it turns into cheese. And it's great. Yes. It's just the journey that you took. That's the that's the journey. Yes, <laughs> which is great fodder for your stand up. And yeah, yeah, and like yeah, like I was saying, you know, I I I've been out a couple of years, and it's like. I, I used to get like really offended at any time like a guy did something shitty to me and I was like, Oh, it's because I it's because I'm trans, you don't take me seriously. And I'm like, No, they're just they're just a lot of people can be fucking shitty and like I just was just getting the same shitty treatment that any woman would get. Did you notice that like immediately when like you were when you came out that you were like, Oh, there is a huge difference between like how a man is treated and how a woman is treated, like in like general Oh yeah, like work environments, yeah. just like personal, et cetera, et cetera. I was, it was weird because I went right into like a relationship right out of, um, like right out of the time that I was transitioning. Like I was in a, I was in, I had a boyfriend, and he, you know, he was trans amorous, and like he had a really bad drinking problem, and like I got like, so I got all of like the mediocre boyfriend things he would invite me over to his apartment he had a very nice place in a fancy building in manhattan so he was constantly telling me how nice his apartment was <laughs> he's like, cool, 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 cool. yeah so he's like yeah it's got its own fitness center and like some models live here and he was, just, he was like he was very happy with his little apartment and then you know i come over to his place and he'd watch some like some like man movies actually part of the inspiration behind my podcast here <laughs> uh, he would watch he'd be like I watched this movie in college and it was so deep and I was like, I know this movie, dude. Like, I know, I know everything you're talking about, but like, then, but then I would pretend not to, like, I would be like, no, he wants to like, he wants to impress me. So I'm going to let him impress me with these, these movies I've already seen, or at least I've heard of. Yeah. A lot of times it's easier just to let them get it out yeah. than to be like, I already know this. Yeah. It's just way easier to just kind of like go with it. But sometimes you're like, nah. I'm yeah, calling you out on this one. Yeah, I, I don't think I would anymore. I think I'd be like, no, dude, I, I know this. But then, like, then I get like maybe a half hour in to the movie with him, and we'd be like on his couch, and like, and then I'd feel you know a hand on the back of my head, and be like, oh, okay, I know what's expected of me now. And then like, and then wow. he would be fucking drunk, so like the blowjob would take the entire fucking movie, so that I'd be hearing the ending credits while I've got like 
you know, a mouthful of dick. And I was like, I, I have missed this entire movie that I really didn't want to watch because <laughs> this guy's got whiskey dick. And you know what? There needs to be like a time limit on blowjobs sometimes because yeah. your jaw will get stuck and it hurts. Like yeah, it'll cramp yeah, and absolutely. you're like, if you know you have whiskey dick, like let us know and let us know that you don't have to finish. Like, you know, it's like yeah. sometimes it's just the journey. Like you don't, sometimes it's just the journey. Not all sex has to end right. in orgasms. Like I have, I have a lot of moments where I'm just like, please just fucking come. Yeah. Just like, please just I'd get this so over with. bored. <laughs> Yes, I think I think having a dick in your mouth more than ten minutes is it's getting up there. Yeah, ten minutes is definitely like the like, and we've hit the red. Yeah, let's uh, yeah. yeah switch it up. Anything you want to finger yeah. up your butt? Like, what do you need? Blah blah blah. And like you know, because because men are so like goal oriented. They want like if if he's not coming, then it's either my fault or his fault. And sometimes it's just nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. And like ten minutes is is a is a good amount of time to put in to like. A dick suck. Yeah. Guys, thank you for sticking around. I hope you love this episode as much as I did. I hope you learned a little about me and Gina and just life. Uh, I hope you don't like time travel because I am judging you and I don't believe in it. If you, uh, again, are new, feel free to like and subscribe. I love getting questions at awkwardsexinthecity at gmail.com. And I was just told we now have a studio number. 347-509-9414 if you want to call in and leave your awkward sex stories or talk and like let's just get to know each other guys i'll see you in two weeks <laughs>